I get in my car and I've actually realized that I always lock my doors. Grandma Mohammed thinks a lot about staying safe. Sometimes it's hard for me to say if I'm walking into a space, if I'm getting stares because I'm black or because I'm Muslim or because I'm women, or is it all of those things that are triggering the person? In recent months, black Muslim women wearing hijab in Edmonton and Calgary have been targets in a series of racist attacks. In December, a mother and daughter were violently assaulted in an Edmonton Mall parking lot. Less than a week later, another woman was attacked at a city transit station. And just last weekend, a 28-year-old woman was charged after a racially motivated assault on a teenage girl. Police say the woman yelled racist slurs, kicked and punched the girl, and removed her hijab. Near Alderwood Park, children bike down sidewalks lined with family homes. But just two days ago, two sisters wearing hijabs were attacked here in the middle of the day. A masked man pushed one to the ground, knocking her unconscious, then knocked down the second woman and held a knife to her throat. Both survived. Their attacker still hasn't been found. A Muslim woman walking with her children in the middle of the day in downtown Calgary, verbally accosted by a middle-aged white man in what police believe to be a hate-motivated incident. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Abuan Chronicles podcast. Today we have a short for you guys, it's kind of a PSA. On this episode you have Estahil and a returning guest. Khadija, hi guys. <laughs> Why are you so shy? I'm not shy. As you guys know, I live in Edmonton, Alberta, and mm. so does Khadija. Yes. So for the past couple of months, probably around December 2020, so that's like seven months, there's been a rise of anti-Islamic and racially motivated attacks on Muslim women. As we know, this is nothing new considering the kind of rise in white supremacy, especially in Edmonton. It's kind of well known for that. Our mosques have always been targeted, um, specifically with the rise of white supremacy in America and the USA, and it always kind of trickles down to Canada. It's a neighboring state. Yeah, especially we know about the attack in Montreal where those Muslim victims were shot down. Uh, we know about several, it locally, several times where uh, certain Facebook groups vandalized our mosques. And so none of this is new, but what's new is the rise of repetitive attacks in such a short amount of time. Against hijabi Muslim women. Mm-hmm, exactly. Against hijabi Muslim women. We've kind of compiled these cases on our Instagram and our Twitter, and you can find it if you just Google Edmonton attacks. Mm-hmm. So, Khadija, how do you feel living in the moment? Honestly, okay, guys, like, I can't say that my life has significantly changed because I always knew that being visibly Muslim, like, I would say, like, I'm a triple minority. I'm, I'm pretty sure there's, like, a more academic word for it. The fact that I'm, like, a woman itself is, like, like, the world is literally a danger to me. And then if you add, like, Muslim on top of that and then visibly Muslim hijabi and then black... Um, you know, the world really narrows down. <laughs> it gets really scary. Uh, but you just kind of have to, like, ignore that. For the most part, the fact that there's been a rise in crime against hijabi Muslims, now when, like, white people look at me or, like... <laughs> this is so, like, weird, but, like, now when white men stare at me, it's like, nah, he wants to kill me. He's not looking at me because of cute. <laughs> Before you had that, Before that I'm maybe. like, mm, is it Islamophobia or is he, like, flirting? But now it's definitely like, nah, he wants to kill me. Like, he wants to end 
my life. But um, no, it's like terrifying, honestly. Like I, the other day, like I wanted to ride from my dad uh, to the dentist and he was like not trying to go because it was so hot. Like it's been like 30, in the 30s, like almost 40s in Edmonton right now. But I was like, dad, like, please, I need a ride. Like I don't want to, like it's two blocks away from my house, but I don't want to walk. So I said, please give me a ride. He's like, no. I said, what if I die? <laughs> what if an Islamophobe literally targets me? I have never seen him get up that fast in my life like this is madam season like i don't think you guys understand mm-hmm. uh, it's really scary out there also like we were planning a trip to vancouver and just me putting all my business out here for you guys i hope you appreciate it okay. but um <laughs> we're planning a trip to to bc to vancouver and um i wanted to drive there because i'm like oh my god the the sights the scenes like it was so great right and my friend's brother was gonna drive us and i was like to my mom yeah well like i was thinking about like driving down to bc like it's so beautiful and she's like no she's like ordinarily yeah okay cool like i don't mind i know them i trust them but now with like all this like Islamophobia and it's a 13 hour drive and you guys are probably going to stay in like a hotel overnight she's like i just don't trust the roads and like right now i'm sitting here and i'm thinking like Estelle, you just asked like oh has your life changed and i'm like no it didn't but as i'm sitting here mm-hmm. recounting these tales yeah it did yeah yeah i really did did. (laughs) i'm not trying to go to no superstore i'm not trying to go to no walmart even the dentist is like people look at me and i'm like terrified i'm like no don't look at me don't perceive me serious yes it is what if it's pandemic like it's because you've been indoors for so long i'm i'm equal parts um like shy of people because of the pandemic and i've been quarantined for so long but also like i have this awareness this visceral like feeling that you know i'm gonna die like like okay so obviously you guys have heard about the well i hope by now you've heard about the attacks against muslim women but um one of the incidents actually occurred like maybe last month and it was about this woman who got um like shot at through a car Mm -hmm. like she got shot at through a car so now i'm like looking at these people and thinking how am i going to defend myself against a habit like a bastard like a bullet like i can't (laughs) run away from that you know if i if i just start screaming if someone comes at me with like a knife i just start screaming and run away like i'm confident i could get away kind of you know Mm -hmm. but a bullet like where am i a car running me over like no see for me I feel the same way in the sense that we always felt like there's it was dangerous going out. Like, in general, being a woman, being a hijabi, being black, all that stuff, just generally, you kind of have a space around you thinking anyone could switch up. But I think the story that really shook me was the, the older woman who was 50 years old. Yeah. And it wasn't because she was older. First of all, there's no uh, age limit. They're targeting everyone from 18 all the way up. They do not care. Um, but it's the fact that this guy was wearing a mask and he attacked her from the back like he grabbed yeah. her neck from the back how are you fighting that she was yeah, she's this old somali well she wasn't really old but like you know she was older and she was a hijabi she was a somali habrier, and she was standing at a traffic light and this man comes up to her like right behind her and he just grabs her by by the hijab at the back of her neck and he literally like drags her over the floor and like she had a concussion like some like you serious know serious injuries yeah truly. and then he ran away and there's no identifying this person because they're wearing a mask because they're cowards. I actually have a theory about that and, you know, I don't want the those three-letter people to, to hear me or the four letters in Canada. <laughs> you guys probably don't know what I'm talking about. But anyways, if you can get it, good for you. But um, I just feel like they're all in collusion, you know? Like, why would you arrest, why would you apprehend your neighbor? Um, you just, you're not doing that. 
It's all a part of a family, if I do say so myself, you know? <laughs> Conspiracy theory. But is it? In the sense, yeah, mm. well, that's why we don't feel comfortable um, calling the authorities or letting people know. It's so, it's crazy that this has been going on since December of, of last year. And it's like a repetitive thing. It's not once or twice or three times. It's literally nine or above that at this point targeting specific. And we're talking about only the Islamophobic attacks against hijabi black Muslim women, which is extremely specific. And the most we can do is get people to tweet about it, like certain people to tweet about it, get some news articles from people within the community writing them, not even like on a broader term. Um, our local messages, I did not oh hear a word until literally last month. And even that was like a flyer to their existing self-defense class. Nigga, if I... <laughs> I'm just so upset at the mosques. Like, what are you there for? Like, literally, we fund you. Like, we spend so much money every Laylatul Qadr or supposed Laylatul Qadr. Millions of dollars are raised, but women are being attacked in the streets. Women of your community. Like, if that was your sister, like, I know people only realize this uh, because of proximity or whatever, but if that was your sister, if that was your mom... Like, would you be sitting here like this? I really doubt it. I mean, there was a march recently um, to raise awareness for this. Um, but I just felt like I'm so apathetic. <laughs> I just feel like uh, when it comes to support from uh, the Islamic institutions in our communities, it, it's just a fraud. It seems like a fraud. It doesn't seem legitimate. does not give me personally any confidence. Can I actually... Okay, so one of the biggest mosques in Edmonton right now is Al-Rashid. Al-Rashid recently had a khutbah, a lecture, about the importance of hijab. Like, the audacity. Like, okay, here I am in my hijab, being attacked. <laughs> like, every day you have the time, you have the energy to preach about hijab and how important it is. Okay, but here I am. Here I am, observing my faith, you know, doing this for the sake of Allah, the least you could do, the least you could do, since you like to talk about it every single week, since you like to, you know, harp on, like, issues that literally do not concern you, but whatever, the least you can do is protect hijabis, but you're not even doing that, mm -hmm. so you're literally just here to criticize women, you're here to what exactly, mm -hmm. I don't know, I don't understand. I mean, I think it's also important to mention that this past Friday, um, we did hear that they called the RCMP and some higher-ups in the police force um, to deal with this issue, uh, to show support for Muslim women in the community. I know they mentioned um, the attack in St. Albert and the attack in Dickensfield, so that's something. Um, yeah, when it comes to like self-defense and what we can do to defend ourselves, I've, I think I went to one of Arashid's classes mm. for self-defense. Mm. It's like a regular thing. They've been doing it for years. Um, it's something that a lot of the community members do participate in. But like, I'm going to be 100% honest. If you use those those the things that you learn there, it's not going to help you. In a, a moment where you're getting attacked, I just feel like the level of what you're being taught versus what is happening to you in real life is just not there. Also, it's not a continuous thing. It's like a one-time or a two-time class that's like the same class over and over again, if I'm right. Yeah, right. yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not how... Okay, w kick all you want, okay? Taekwondo, judo, to the level of the skies. Like, nothing is going to protect you against a bullet. Mm -hmm. That too. And that's what's terrifying. No one is going to protect you against a moving car. Like... Okay, what we need, we need people to raise awareness. We need, like, 
if I say laws, like, I really don't have much faith in that. But we need people out there in the streets protecting us. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, the first step is knowing that there's a problem and knowing that there's a voice behind these women getting attacked and them knowing that there's people who will support them and support isn't something you do from behind closed doors like retweeting sharing talking about it um letting people know about it messaging jason kenny um letting people know your your local mps letting your message the people in the masjid know um sharing it on social media so that it's easily spreadable like this information is something that we could all share Mm -hmm. anyone anywhere can share um i think that's a major problem because for for this to be eight months in or nine months in um and people barely talk about it like i'm apathetic because i'm in the situation I just feel like, you know, I am in this situation. I'm the one that has to speak up against it. I'm the one that has to do everything about it. And I'm sure a lot of Muslim hijabi women feel the same way, that they're the victim. Yeah, they're the ones that have to defend themselves and they're the ones that have to speak up for themselves. Um, And it is kind of like you reach a point where you're just like... "Mm." what more can i do hello people are getting attacked in the streets like this is so abnormal to me um and it's insane that people will only do something when something as crazy as what happened in montreal or what happened in london ontario happens and that's so sad for that to be something that will move move quote-unquote the country because let's be honest not much changes after that even but for that for it to reach that point is mm-hmm. lives lost people lost from our community mm-hmm. like are you are like are people waiting for us to die out like hijabi muslims is that <laughs> the end goal like i don't get it mm-hmm. because if not if, if it's not now the time to speak up about this these things like when mm-hmm. like are you waiting for someone to die quite also i would like to mention that people always tell us oh arm yourselves a that's not possible in canada uh because self a lot of self-defense stuff are illegal like if you carry any sort of weapon or something that is harmful for to humans especially that is intended for humans aka pepper spray small knives all of that you're the one that's going to go to jail it's just it's not a viable solution so we need to we need to organize basically Mm -hmm. so um, that's what's happening in Edmonton. Cool times. Love the city. Love it. <laughs> Amazing. Oh my god, Khadija, how do you like living in Edmonton, Alberta? Ah, oh, Edmonton, Alberta, best place in the world. Yeah, look at to our all mountains. the people. I'm dead. To all the people who love Edmonton, I'm sure you found something you love about it. Sorry, um, but yeah. I know that there's a lot of people out there that don't believe in, like, online activism. (laughs) Um, They don't believe in, like, sharing infographics or, like, you know, raising awareness to solve issues. But um, time and time again, you have been proven wrong. Um, This does work. You know, this is an effective strategy. Um, And honestly, as a potential victim, this is what we, I want you to do so if you could please share the infographics that abuan has uh posted they've made the infographics not only that um we posted uh a letter there's a sample letter we from hanan mahmoud um shout that's out to also, her yeah shout out to her that's also linked in our twitter and our instagram just fill in the petition and send off or um sign the letter and send it to your mps mm-hmm. your local right. mps yeah um it's literally the bare minimum please guys like our lives are in danger um there's a somali idiom or um i, I guess it's called the idiom uh that they say you know and that's literally how i feel uh it roughly translates to i'm carrying my life in a plastic bag uh basically yeah i'm fearful for my life okay so please share the infographics 
Mm-hmm. You know, post it on all your social medias. Um, if you could go out, organize protests, that would be amazing. Just let everybody know what's going on. Like, mm-hmm. and you know, for women, I would say um, I know like it literally shapes to have to like ask people to go out with you. But please, please do not go out by yourself. Um, take a family member, take a friend, <laughs> take your man's. You know, just don't go out by yourself and like try not to stay out too late. Um, these are some dangerous times. I don't want you to make light of this especially if you're living in alberta you already know it's scary out here plus with the whole calgary stampede happening right now um there's a lot of foreigners from you know the us of a in our waters right now so you know be extra cautious Take someone with you. Anything else you want to say? <laughs> no, that is all. Thank you so much for listening, guys. As always, if you have any comments, suggestions, or anything you'd like to say, DM us on at Podcast mm-hmm. on Twitter and on Instagram. And if you want to say something anonymously, you could also message us on Curious Cat mm-hmm. or even email us at Chronicles at gmail.com. Yeah, if you want to send us money, that's good too. <laughs> also, um, you know, check out Abuan Chronicles merch on AbuanChronicles.com. Something like that. Great job. <laughs> yes. Check out the merch, you guys. It's uh, on our website right now. So find whatever you can and buy it. It's great. It's amazing quality. Um, yeah. And, you know, follow the social medias. I think um, we're almost at a thousand. We huh, are almost no, at a thousand on Abuan's Twitter. So, you know, go add to that if you're not already following them. Um, but, yeah. Stay safe. Bye, guys. Thank you.